Welcome back to another episode of the RGBSports.com podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with the Monitor newspaper and RGBSports.com. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and, and, and fellow sports writers here with RGBSports.com, Ivan and Edward. Fellas, how you doing? I'm doing good, Brian. I mean, five weeks in, you know, we're already at the midway point. Crazy to, you know, think about that, you know, some of these teams hitting that break, but feeling good. And, you know, things are just getting started with district play. Edward, what about you, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine, too. Um, you know, also excited for uh, most of these districts to start getting going and, you know, more of the real football, I guess, like uh, starting up. Yeah, yeah. Not Non-district games. I mean, it's you, you definitely want to put out the, the best product you can, but that's more for bragging rights and preparation for district play. And now here we are, most of the teams uh, in, in district play. We got uh, 16-5A D1 with a big one uh, coming up this week, uh, the, the RGVsports.com game of the week, which we'll dive into in a little bit. But yeah, all, all our, uh, most other districts uh, with the uh, exclusion of uh, a couple small schools uh, districts uh, have, are already in district play and uh, getting ready to, to get things cracking and, we're like you, like you mentioned, Ivan. We're right at the midway point here, week six, uh, eleven weeks in the regular season. So, yeah, the, the for the first half was fun, but I'm definitely looking, uh, looking forward to the the rest of this season and excited to see how district races play out, district championships, and uh, who who will be those playoff qualifiers once it's all said and done. So, I'm really looking forward to it. And we're coming off a big week five that, that we had last week, uh, a, a main event headliner between Edinburgh Bella and PSJ North. We'll recap that in a second. But as always, we start off with the RGVsports.com, Class 5A and 6A, top 10 teams, and the Sub-5A, uh, top four squads here in, in the Rio Grande Valley. And as always, we'll start with the 5A, 6A poll. And PSJ North moves into the in, into the number one spot uh, with a 5-0 record after coming off that 28-21 win over Edinburgh Vela. So PSG North, uh, they were the number three team last week, but with that win over Edinburgh Bella, that launches them in, in, into no, the number one spot. They get three first place votes. So congratulations to PSG North taking over that number one spot. The number two team in the Valley, Ivan Harlingen High, and the number three team, San Benito, business as usual. Uh, what, what, what can you tell us about Harlingen and San Benito and how they've looked this first half of the season? You know, Harlingen finally got tested. You know, it, it took four weeks, but, you know, someone finally pushed them. They ended up going down to the wire with Laredo United, a uh, 56-49 victory. But, you know, the way they responded with that win just, you know, goes to show you that this team has the makings of a team that can go far. I mean, it's easy to, you know, kind of have fun during those blowouts. But now seeing them respond in that close situation, it, it's good to see. And I'm sure it, it helped them get their mind right into, you know, as they prepare for district play next week. And, you know, just – using running uh, running back Isaiah Bell over 200 yards and two touchdowns during that game. And uh, I mean, I, I think they'll be good. Uh, they'll, they'll be all right. Uh, it's good that they got tested early and not later in the district play. It kind of prepares them for that, you know, pivotal matchup down the road with our number three team, San Benito, who, you know, they played against an Edinburgh high team who's near the top of their district at two and three, but after this week, but they allowed 25 yards on 33 plays and forced two turnovers against Edinburgh. High. I mean, that defense in San Benito is just, ridiculous and you know the things they've been able to do these first couple of weeks they're allowing less than 140 100 or 146 yards a game I mean it's just been phenomenal pretty much by that San Benito defense uh rightfully so I mean it's going to be exciting down the line is seeing them and Harlingen go uh head to head so um you know 
those top two, top three teams that rightfully so move up in the rankings. And, you know, number four team, Edinburgh Villa, Brian, I mean, you know, I think for the first time in a long time, they're dropping out of that number one seed uh, or number one spot. I mean, tell me a little about what you saw from them. Yeah, definitely. I believe Edinburgh Villa, last year, they were our number one team from end to end, from the preseason poll to the final regular season uh, or playoff game. Uh, Edinburgh Villa was one to one. And if I'm not mistaken, that, that was the case the, the year before also. Um, but now he, he now here we are. Uh, like you said, week five in the books, and they're coming off a 28-21 loss to PSJ North. But, the, I mean, Vela, they dropped down three spots to number four. Uh, I mean, the Sabercats team, man, I mean, they're one of the best in the Valley, one of the best programs in the Valley. They played uh, PSJ North, who was also one of the best teams in the Valley and best programs here. So, I mean, nothing to hang their heads about. Uh, they haven't lost a district game since 2019, and this was their first district loss and uh, just happened to be against uh, a really – uh, battle-tested PSJ North team. So Edinburgh Bella comes in at number four, and that takes us to our number five team, uh, Edward. And this is one of yours, man. Uh, one of the uh, one of the few five and zero unbeaten teams left here in the Rio Grande Valley. Donna High, who will be playing in the RGVSports.com game of the week this week, Edward. Uh, what can you tell us about just uh, Donna's start and what's led them to? I mean, I don't even know if. Uh, they were considered in the preseason poll by any of our, our sports staff. Now here they are, five and zero, the number five team in the valley. Edward. Yeah, they uh, they weren't considered. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of good teams in the top ten in the beginning of the season, and you know, Donna, they've you know they've came out and uh, started strong on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. You know, they're scoring over fifty points a game and holding teams to less than ten points a game. So, you know, but they've this is going to be probably their biggest test, Brownsville veterans, for sure. Uh, last week, they played Brownsville-Lopez, and, uh, I mean, you know, Brownsville-Lopez hasn't won a game in a couple of years. And, you know, Brownsville-Lopez has played some pretty good offense this year, but, uh, you know, Don and I were, you know, really strong, you know, came out there and, you know, finished the game probably in the first half, you know, ended up winning 71-0. to zero. Definitely fever through, uh, went 13 for 14, threw 296 yards and had five touchdowns. And, you know, their other quarterback, Jake Garcia, has been amazing on the ground. He rushed for 110 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, they they deserve to be in the top ten for sure. And, uh, you know, they had uh, one really good win uh, against that couch also. You know, at that couch, it's just a tough place to play. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be their uh, their biggest test with uh, Brownsville veterans coming up in our game of the week. Definitely. And we'll get to Brownsville veterans who is also in our top 10 in just a second. But before then, we got Los Fresnos uh, ranked number six. Ivan, uh, they're in the playoffs a season to go. And I know they're starting a freshman quarterback. And here they are, four and one, the number six team in the RGV. Yeah, man. I mean, Los Fresnos, that freshman quarterback, Robert Pineda, another big game for him, eight for nine for 128 and rushed for another 103 touchdowns. I mean, he's really grown up through the first four weeks, which I think is important. As they prepare for that district play, you know, he got to play against some bigger 6A schools, you know, getting thrown into that fire is never easy, especially at that 6A level. And I mean, they closed out um, non-district play with three straight wins and putting them right in that mix with, you know, Sam Needles and Harlingen High. I wouldn't count them out just yet. I mean, they do have a young team, but they got some weapons from Pineda to, to Josh Limon playing receiver. It, it's just a very complete team that can put up a lot of points. So if you're looking for a shootout, I mean, this is not the team you want to get into a shootout with because they can match you with that offensive firepower they have. It's going to be exciting to see what they can do once they start district play. Um, definitely one of the top runners to, you know, make the postseason. And, you know, who knows? I mean, they can possibly upset the Los Fresnos or San Benito down the line. Uh, but 
it's going to be a tough going. But with, with that freshman quarterback, you, you know, Los Fresno is going to be good for not just this year, but for years to come. And, you know, that, that moves us to our number seven team, you know, McCallan Roa, Brian, uh, surprise, not surprising for him when they, they seem to be consistently uh, good year in and year out. I mean, what can you tell us about number seven? Yeah, so since dropping a week one loss uh, against Sherryland Pioneer 24-21, the Warriors have won four straight, 2-0 in district. They beat Palmview to open uh, District 15-5A D1 play, and they took care of business against Waters Lincoln last week. So uh, the Warriors and junior quarterback uh, Lance Salinas has looked good since uh, stepping into that full-time starting quarterback role. He, He was injured during the preseason or during the scrimmage and uh, made his way back in time for uh, the third game of the Warriors season. So uh, row four and one, one winners of four straight. Uh, They were our number seven team last week and they stay at number seven, but that takes us to our number eight team who was not ranked a week ago. And now here they are playing in the RGBsports.com game of the week, our number eight team, Brownsville veterans, Edward, uh, you touched on Donna high a second ago. What can you tell us about this Brownsville veterans team? Yeah. Another team like, you know, row that had to play somebody pretty good week one. And, uh, um, veterans had to play San Benito, you know, tough, tough game. And they had chances to win that football game. And you know, they should, you know, they should be probably proud of their performance in that game, especially against that defense. Um, but yeah, they've bounced back and won three in a row, had their best performance probably all year against PSA, uh, 59 to 14, took care of the game probably, you know, at halftime also. Um, you know, that triple option offense is, uh, moving the ball pretty good. And the defense is coming out to play. And so, you know, you know, be a good game against uh, Donahue coming up. And that takes us to our number nine team, Westico High. Ivan, they're coming off their first loss of the year. Um, and they're on a bye week this week. And what can you tell us about this Westico team and, and your impressions of them early on? Uh, you know, uh, they they had a chance to win that game against Laredo United South. They were up 15-6 at one point, and then it, it seemed like Laredo United South, the team, you know, who came in 0-4, but really their record doesn't speak for themselves. I mean, they tested Sam, or they tested PSJ North. You know, they were in a close one with Harlan Janai before that game was called to Lightning. So, you know, it, it was a tough matchup, and I think the Panthers knew that going in. Uh, I think they learned a lot about them. So especially with the young quarterback and Andres Sepulveda, who's kind of stepped, he's really stepped into that starting row. I and mean, he's a leading passer in the, in the district going into the break. He has, uh, I think six touchdowns r- rushing. So uh, Wesley Gohai, I, I think they'll be fine. It, it was definitely a tough test against a United South team that will probably end up making the playoffs in their district. Um, but definitely some growing pains there. And, and it showed with the younger team, but, but that defense, man, it's been rock solid almost all year, you know, um, with, Seems like they force turnovers, you know, two or three turnovers every game with Gavin Silva back there, Devin Silva too. Um, so I think they'll be fine. Um, not surprising to see them drop after that loss, but uh, I expect them to bounce back. Uh, they got a tough one into opening district next week uh, against Harlan and High, though. So we'll, we'll see how that plans out. Yeah, that should be a good one there in 32 6 uh, to kick things off. And then our number 10 team, uh, Mission Veterans, who, uh, Plays uh, Harlingen and San Benito in back-to-back weeks. Uh, dropped them to two and two on the year. They pick up a big win over Brownsville Hannah last week to improve to three and two on the year. Uh, Vincent Abigail throws three touchdown passes, and Enrique Ordas uh, catches has four catches, 105 yards, three receiving touchdowns, and then he's also a gunner on the punt team. And he recovered a a muffed punt uh, by Brownsville Hannah during the fourth quarter, which helped uh, Mission Veterans seal the deal on that one. So Mission Veterans are number 10 team here in the in the Class 5A, Class 6A level. Other teams receiving votes were Brownsville Porter, 
who dropped a game to Roma, their, their first loss of the year, and Sheridan Pioneer, uh, who comes in at 3-2, and two, uh, coming off a loss last week against Laredo Alexander. Now we'll move on to the RGVSports.com sub 5-8 top four uh, schools, and uh, we got a tie at, at the top between uh, Lyford and Port Isabel. Uh, fellas, I mean, uh, the, these two teams have done a lot of good this year, both 4-1. and one. Uh, So, I mean, they, they seem to be just battling for that top spot there in, at, at the sub-5A level. What can you tell us about these two squads? Yeah, I mean, just like their game, you know, it came down to that, you know, last play back and forth. And, you know, both teams are, uh, you know, uh, deserving of their one or two spots regardless of uh, – uh, whether it be Lifer has a big game coming up against Bishop to close out non-district before they start their district play against San Diego, which that, that one, that game could, you know, easily decide, like be a district decider, you know, if who's going to win the title. Um, and the Port Isabel coming off a pretty big win against Ed Couch also, you know, they punch up above their weight uh, classification wise and uh, came out on top and they've been playing, you know, both teams have been playing uh, really well all year. And I, I've been a, a team who I believe uh, uh, you'll be seeing in action this week. We got Hidalgo coming in at number three. Yeah, I mean, Hidalgo, I think they their, their bye week couldn't have come at a better time. They dropped that game to Raymondville um, two weeks ago, and then they head into a bye week, kind of giving them a chance to regroup. And um, I think, you know, they're going to take on a Zapata team to open district. Uh, they're the last team to open district uh play in that district so they got a good squad there with anthony nava he gives them a little weapon in the passing game but really it's their rushing attack that's really carried them this far from enrique hernandez and and nava too who has six touchdowns on the ground and almost 300 yards uh so we'll see if they're able to respond after that loss i mean that week off should have given them a little time to regroup kind of meant some injuries i know they had some injuries to their kickers and you know stuff like that so uh they're gonna come in fresh and uh i expect them to you know pull out that win on friday against zapata and um continue kind of climbing that pole and you know maybe make a run for the number one spot in that in the sub 5a division and rounding out the sub 5a top four is brownsville st joseph edward a team who has i mean shown some really good signs of being a really good team and they're already in district play and uh they've done some they won a thriller last week yeah, a 47-40 uh, shootout over uh, Victoria St. Joseph. Yeah, pretty uh, uh, impressive 47-40 win, like to open up their district. Uh, Taps District uh, District 3, Division 2, yeah. Taps, yeah, it's always weird saying those Taps, uh, you know, uh, districts and stuff. But uh, they have another good game coming up uh, against San Antonio Christian at St. Joseph's this week. So, um, you know, they – they they had to play some good 5A schools this year and uh you know they uh they've really uh, you know shown that they that they could hold their weight you know against UIL schools this year and uh um it's going to be exciting to see how well they do in uh, their taps district especially around Texas them traveling around Texas and with uh, that, that concludes the RGV Sports Class 5A top and 6A top 10 and the sub 5A top four. And now we'll look back at, at week five a little bit, the biggest storylines. And as always, we re- recap the RGVsports.com game of the week. And last one, man, it, it was a heavyweight fight between Edinburgh Vela, who was the number one team at the time. PSJ North entered the game as the number three, had the number three team uh, in the RGV. And PSJ North pulls off a 28 to 21 win. Uh, this game lived up to to the billing, man. It was as advertised. Two of the best programs in the Valley going at it. 
Um, Edinburgh Bella had a chance to win it uh, with, with the last minute and, and uh, with under two minutes left, they score and recover an onside kick, but that PSJ North defense steps up big uh, when they needed it most uh, to pull out the victory. And th- this game was just a fun one, man. I think the difference ultimately was PSJ North's dominance on the offensive line and even the defensive line because uh, Edinburgh Bella only ran for 52 yards uh, uh, against PSJ North. That PSJ North defense did, did a really good job, but uh, we all know last year uh, when PSJ North played Edinburgh Bella, uh, PSJ North lost quarterback Ale Aparicio to a, a, a collarbone injury. Well, this in this year's game, Edinburgh Bella's top running back Jamal Pauly, uh, he he only has four carries in this one because he was he suffered an ankle injury uh, early on, early in the first quarter. So I'm not saying that that changes the outcome, but it definitely made a difference as Aparicio's injury uh, made a difference to last year's outcome. So. Uh, but yeah, man, this game, I mean, two of the best programs going at it, uh, both district title contenders, teams who were in the third round of the playoffs at the Class 6A level a season ago. And I think there's a good chance we can see these teams now in Class 5A Division One in round three of the playoffs once we get there. So yeah, uh, PSG North does a good job. Ali Aparicio, two rushing touchdowns, Jaden Fuentes and Jason Montes, uh, each with one rushing touchdown on the ground. So uh, it, it was a good game uh, between these two. Bobby Garcia throws one touchdown pass to uh, Dimas De Leon, who also ran for one, and Justin Navarro from Edinburgh Bella scored on a 34-yard reverse. So this was a fun game, man. Uh, I, I, I was very impressed by both teams. This Edinburgh Bella team uh, is young. So is this PSJ North team, but a lot of them have, start, have started since they were freshmen. Uh, Edinburgh Bella, a lot of their guys – are getting in there as some sophomores and juniors, even some senior starters uh, who are just getting their uh, stepping into their first uh, full-time starting role. So this game was a good one, man. It, it lived up to it. Uh, Vela and PSG North. Uh, I, I I think, I hope, pray to the football gods that we can see this <laughs> match again once the, once the playoff come, uh, playoffs come around. And I think, uh, I mean, that, that one would be a sellout. This one was a full house on both sides. Uh, on the home and away side there at PSG ISD Stadium, which is a, a beautiful venue, one of the best here in the Valley. And it, it was just a, a classic uh, Friday, uh, just a classic football game between two powerhouses here in the Valley. It was a Thursday night game, and it, it lived up to it, man. I can't wait to see how these teams look moving forward. Bella suffers their first district loss since 2019, and PSG North, they're searching for their first district title win since 2008 which is a long time so yeah both these teams man hats off to both programs for uh for showing out and putting on a good show for Rio Grande Valley football fans and uh hats off to PSG North for ultimately winning this one 28-21 over Edinburgh Bella in the RGB Sports Game of the Week last week and fellas uh what stood out uh, the most to you guys in week five what were the most notable scores and most notable outcomes that really caught your eyes I mean, for me, it was Mercedes uh, picking up a 48-25 win over Sherryland. I mean, that's the third straight week they put up over 47 points. I mean, it seems like they've really found their identity on offense. And, you know, we're used to seeing these high-flying, you know, you know, passing offenses from Mercedes with quarterback like uh, Michael Cisneros last year. This year, they've, they've turned more to a ground impound attack, and rightfully so. I mean, Tyrell Trevino has made that move from receiver to running back this year. You know, he told me he used to play running back as a freshman, but – Last two years we saw most as a receiver, but that transition's been almost seamless. I mean, 
He has, you know, I think he's the second leading rusher in the Valley through uh, the first five weeks, has almost 800 yards. This game, you know, he goes off for 270 and four touchdowns, including two big runs of 70-plus yards in the fourth quarter to kind of put that game out of reach. So, you know, Tyrell Trevino making his case, you know, as one of the top players in the Valley and just showing his athleticism, being able to move over to that running back position and, you know, spoke to Coach Adame after the game, and they're just trying to get him the ball any way they can. But, you know, he's complimented by junior running back Ethan Anciso, who's a little bigger back and. You know, he had over 100 yards on the ground that day. So between the two of them, they combined for almost 400 yards and, uh, you know, kind of put that put that uh, bruising on uh, Sherilyn High's defense and made teams pay. And, you know, Coach Dame said they want to be physical in that this year, and, and they've really done it over the past couple of weeks. And it shows on the scoreboard, too. And, you know, as the same way they can be physical, though, they have Tyrell Trevino with that explosive speed to break those big plays. So I'm impressed with Mercedes and, uh, you know, expect them to make some noise now that district's coming up. Uh, I think they ended on a high note, especially seeing their offense put up that many points and uh, they could be in the running for, you know, one of those playoff spots in that tough district with a couple of Corpus teams in there. Edward, what what, what really jumped out to you, man? I know uh, District 16, 5A, D1 kicked off last week. So uh, what what really caught your eye and, and was something that uh, people should take note of here after week five? Um, From that district, you know, home to south, you know, they had a, I mean, a tough game, you know, against West to go east. Um, like going into, you know, both teams are going to be really good defensive. And, you know, they came out with the win, uh, seven to three. So, you know, Heart of the South, you know, they played some pretty good teams early on and um, didn't get the results they wanted, but they came back and turned it around and started off that district strong. And, you know, Wesso East, they had two, I mean, great defensive players, uh, Silverong Hill and Joe Lugo. Those guys were everywhere. So, you know, they lost, they might have lost to Heart of the South, like to start off. Um, district, but they can find themselves right back into it, into, you know, even district title contention or, you know, at the very least, you know, uh, those playoff spots um, with that defense and uh, a small school, you know, one of the, one of our small schools, Santa Rosa went up to George West and uh, took care of business 14 to 12. Um, big win to start off uh, district uh, 16-3A division one um, for Santa Rosa. Uh, uh, Adrian Zamora had a, a touchdown, a touchdown reception, 52 yards, and he even had, and he had a sack on the on the night. So, uh, um, big shout out to Santa Rosa. They needed to probably win uh, one of these games like that um, to be in contention for the playoffs. And uh, I'll quickly recap a, a couple others uh, at the Class 5A level. Uh, La Jolla Palmview picks up a 21-12 win over McAllen Memorial. The Lobos improved to four and one overall. That's their best start since the 2011 season. Uh, so uh, shout out to La Jolla Palmview for getting that done. Then uh, Roma and PSJ Memorial are off to solid starts. Both are three and two in district and PSJ Memorial with three wins. Uh, they already surpassed their win total from 2019 to 2021. They won one game in three years. Now here they are. They won three games in the first five weeks. Uh, so shout out to PSJ Memorial. And then Roma, I mean, they had Brownsville Porter a loss who I don't, I don't think many people saw that one coming, but Roma improves to three and two. That's their best start since 2016. And they haven't made the playoffs since 2016. So uh, PSJ Memorial and Roma off to good starts. They kick off district play uh, next week in week seven. And then one other thing, uh, McAllen High uh, rolls 55-14 over Rio Grande City. Uh, quarterback Joaquin Valdez throws for 371 yards, five touchdowns. He's a sophomore and uh, he didn't start the season as their as their starter at quarterback, 
But now here he is in week five. He, he's their guy, and he, he seems to be getting uh, gaining confidence and becoming more and more comfortable in that offense every week. And they have a bunch of weapons to throw to. And uh, Christian Echazareta and uh, Max Alvarez, who uh, really helped uh, – Helped, helped the Bulldogs last week and uh, come up big. Both had two touchdowns in that game over Rio Grande City. So, yeah, with uh, week five in the books, we move on to week six. And week six, uh, we, we have a, a, a good portion, uh, a good amount of teams uh, or districts on, on buys this week as we were right in the midway point of the 2022 regular season. But – we got a good one uh, on our hands in the RGBsports.com game of the week. It's a top 10 matchup. Uh, these teams, it's an early, I guess, district title preview. Two teams who figure to be there once the playoffs roll around. Uh, Edward, Brownsville Veterans, and Donna High in the RGBsports.com game of the week. I know you got a, you, you wrote a story on it, a, a, a nice preview on this game, man. So what can you tell us about what to expect between this one, between Donna High and Brownsville Veterans? Uh, yeah, Brian, similar to what you were, you were saying about, like, the PSA North and uh, Bella game, you know, there's, there's, you know, a lot of varsity experience, you know, out there on the field. So, you know, Brownsville veteran return, returns with plenty of starters. So does Donna High. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, experienced football players out there. So, you know, both of these teams coming in last week scored really, like, really impressive uh, amount of points. Uh, Donna High scored 71. And then Brownsville vet- veterans, as we mentioned, scored 59. So both offenses are coming in peaking. This is Brownsville veterans' first district game, so you know they're they're going to be at home. You know they want they really you know want to win any game, but you know um, this is like a really important game for you know all involved. And uh, like you said, this is like a early you know uh, district title contenders match. You know there's you know in theory there should be four of those teams. You know East, West School East, Arlington uh, Don and I. And Brownsville veterans and District 16-5A Division One that are you know the likely you know title con- you know title contenders and then you have a couple outside teams, um, one being Pace who's going to be in action against Harlingen South. That's going to be a good game. Um, you're going to be actually going to that game. Huh? So um, if Pace is for real, you know, and they they beat Harlingen South, then you know they'll be in that mix too when they have uh, one of these games. But um, it should be a really good game. I don't know if I – I don't know who's going to – I don't know. You know, I wouldn't, on the pick them, I didn't even want to pick this one. You know, coin flip. Um, I don't think it should be as high scoring as their previous games, but I think it's going to be a really good chess match. The, you know, the triple option versus, you know, uh, a more, ex, you know, modern, you know, shotgun-style offense where that mixes up the run and quick passes and, then, you know, it can stretch the field too. Um, you know, both teams have great defenses. Um, Brownsville veterans last two weeks, you know, they forced five turnovers in each of those games. Um, Donna High, they held Jacob Cortinas in check, who's had a pretty good season so far. One of our leading passers in the Valley held him to, you know, a handful of yards, only like a few completions. So it should be, uh, should be a really good one out there at, uh, Brownsville Veterans Stadium. You know, they won't be playing at Sam's. So I think it'll offer more of a, like an intimate uh, feel to it. Um, even when Port Isabel went there a couple of weeks ago, it was pretty packed, pretty loud. So it should be a pretty good atmosphere for our uh, game of the week this week. Nice. Yeah, I, I think uh, all eyes will be on that one. That should be a good one. And as you mentioned, uh, I'll, I'll be checking out uh, Brownsville Pace and Harlingen South because uh, uh, most of my uh, – most of mine and Ivan's districts are, are on buys this week, so 
I'm, I'm excited to get into that 16-5A D1 action and see uh, how Harlingen South and, Brown, and Brownsville Pace look uh, Friday night. That one is 7.30 p.m. at Bogus Stadium. Uh, so, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that one. And Ivan, I mean, this Hidalgo team, you, you got them coming up again against uh, – uh, coming up this week against Zapata. Uh, what, what are your uh, your thoughts about this game uh, they're, they're, uh, as they battle through uh, that district? You know, I think it's going to be big for them to start with the win, especially, you know, given the teams that are in their district now. You know, they got to take on teams like Cal Allen. They got Alice. You know, you still got to play La Feria down the road. So picking up a win against Zapata is going to be – huge for you know Laferia in order to start this district and um luckily like I said they're coming off that bye um so they'll get to kind of um come in fresh and all that stuff um but I mean we'll see how it plays out like I said Zapata's you know they're not a pushover either they, they've you know they're two and three on the year but the, some of their losses came in against bigger teams uh so it'll be important for Hidalgo to establish that run game early and kind of get things going and on the other side you got Laferia traveling to uh, Corpus Christi to take on Telosa Midway and you know Laferia's coming off a really demoralizing loss to you know, um, Alice where they lost 73 to 13 at home so they'll look back to bounce back in a big way but they got another tough test like like I mentioned just this district with all these coastal bend schools it, it's going to be tough for Laferia and the Doggo so picking up wins seem like they seem like must win games now because it's only going to get tougher down the road. Yeah, definitely. Once the district rolls around, every every single game matters, and uh, we're looking forward to these playoff races, district title hunts, and all that good stuff. And uh, we've got a good for all, all the uh, week six preview stuff and uh, week five recaps. Make sure to visit rgbsports.com. Uh, you can catch all, all our latest work uh, covering uh, high school football and not not just high school football, but other sports cross country, water polo, tennis uh, here in in the Rio Grande Valley, volleyball, of course. Uh, which is in full swing. So make sure to check out rgvsports.com. Hit the stats tab, and you can see the valley-wide sports uh, football leaders in passing, rushing, receiving, special teams, defense, and scoring. So, uh, yeah, check that out at rgvsports.com and hit that stats tab to check everything out. We've got valley-wide stats there for all the greatest players and teams uh, in the RGV this year. And then, as always, check out rgbsports.com for Edwards preview of the rgbsports.com game of the week between Donna High and Bronzeville Veterans. And make sure to, to keep up with us there uh, on Facebook and on Twitter as we'll be out uh, covering some, some fun uh, football action Friday night. So we're looking forward to it, guys. Week six here. Uh, the, the spotlight is really on District 16 5A uh, D1 this week. So I'm excited to see that one. And then next next week in week seven, we'll have everybody back in action. So really looking forward to that. So uh, for, for, uh, for that, with that said, uh, this has been another episode of the RGBSports.com podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch you next time.